if you're like me, you want to get your business ahead, but there's certain skills you need, but you just don't have. If this sounds like you, then you need to head over to Fiverr. They have a whole array of professionals that can help you in different areas from design to writing, marketing, and more. They have you covered. I seriously can't tell you how much Fiverr.com has helped me along with this podcast. Um, I've used them so much for this podcast. It's been unreal. They make my flyers. They go ahead and um, I hired this guy to help me upload the each episode and in the beginning in order for me to be all over the place it was I was totally going on Fiverr it was I seriously just it's I've gotten so much for my business through them so please use my link which you can find in the description of this episode or you can go to marcellaalonzo.com and book there through Fiverr today you'll be glad you did Hello and welcome to Sunday Funday with Marcella Alonzo. Today, my guest is Lorraine Lopez. Thank you so much for coming on Sunday Funday today. Um, welcome. Thank you so much for meeting with me today. Please introduce yourself and tell my audience who you are. Hi. Oh, yeah. Thank you for having me. My name is Lorraine Lopez and I'm a stand-up comedian and I have a podcast. So. Nice, nice. And you were telling me earlier, you've been, you were doing this for about 10 years. You're a California girl, right? I'm a, yeah, I'm a California girl. I um, started doing like improv comedy first. Mm -hmm. And then I dabbled in stand up for a hot second, got out, I had nothing to talk about at that time in my life. So I was like, I don't, I like it, but it wasn't my passion. And then I got into like a you know, some crazy relationship problems. And I had all of a sudden my life just turned upside down from what I, what it was. So I had so much to talk about. So probably I think maybe seven years ago, I got back into stand up, and that's when I was like, wow, I, this is what I'm going to do. And I'm so happy to be back doing it because now I have so much to talk about. And oh, I was a different person by then. So, you know, the, so the novio did that. The novio got in the way. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Life happened. I feel like I was living in my own bubble and yeah. everything was flowers and rainbows and everyone, no one was a bad person and everyone was good. And then life happened and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm a, I need to talk about it. I need to start talking about things that are happening in my life and not be so secretive. Cause I used to be very secretive about my personal life. Mm -hmm. So now I'm like, Hey, let's, let's talk about life. And you're just you know, an open book. Basically. Yes. Basically on stage <laughs> and everything. Did you growing up? Did you like any particular, wait, where did you grow up at? I grew up in Ontario, California, okay. and then the, the IE. So, and then later on, like Ranch Cucamonga with my family. Oh yeah. So, that's the spot. I'm an IE girl. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. That's the spot. People don't know about, uh, when they think LA, they don't know all about the IE. They don't know. Oh, yeah. They have yeah. no idea. And it's a complete different area. Like it doesn't people. It's like suburbs, you know, you go out yeah. there and it's like it's a different world. Yeah. Yeah. No, uh, the New York version, we have Long Island. So Long Island, okay. New, New York, which is like it's not the city, but it's the out is the out area. So that's equivalent. I tell people when I'm like breaking stuff down, Long Island's like, you know, Inland Empire over there. Mm hmm. You, you know, yeah, so it's totally different. So you didn't did you uh, watch comedy growing up or anything like spark your interest or what were you? Oh, yeah, I always loved comedy. Like that was the only thing I would ever watch. So you know, like I love Lucy or I love Steve Martin, or just all those like slapstick comedy stuff I loved. And I never knew really about stand up comedy, but just I loved silly comedy so much. And then so when I moved to LA and I started doing improv comedy, I was like, I just loved it. I, I didn't even want to do it. I just loved to watch it. So I kind yeah. of feel like I stumbled upon it without even realizing that it was something that I wanted to do. But I started dating comedians is how I got. Oh, you did. <laughs> you started dating. I yeah, I'll be I honest. Just... I've never been into the athletes. I'm more into that. We have something in common. I've never 
I've had athletes thrown themselves at me mm-hmm. plenty of times, oh, nice. and wow. I've had, but I like comedians more. So t- okay. oh, yeah, I've had no athletes come after me, but, oh. I, <laughs> but I've, I guess because I've always been a big nerd growing up, I was a band marching band. I got like best marcher. So my whole vibe was a little quirky and I just kind of mm-hmm. like didn't really fit in I much with people. So I think when I came out here and I started doing the improv, I was like, oh, these people are so different and crazy. And so then I dated an improv comedian. And then I I just realized, I was like, I don't know. I think I just want your job. I don't even think it's me wanting to date these guys. <laughs> and I realized, oh, no, I want to be, this is what I want to do. So I started dating comedians. And mm-hmm. I mean, I don't. I didn't enjoy it. So now I wouldn't, I don't. You didn't enjoy it. No, no, because no, no. uh, they were nut jobs. <laughs> they're crazy. They're, I mean, that's the hard part because all the, they get so much attention. They're always traveling. You know, they have the chuckle fuckers. Every girl wants to be with them. And yeah. um, for them, I think they want to date every female comedian. If they have a new girl comedian, they're like, oh, I want to date her. I want to date her. So you get all these guys at once and then you it's just a game to everyone I don't think anyone's really looking for who knows there might be some people but I've never come across I come across like players and I mean I I was a player too uh, you know so but but not not anymore and I just don't do comics anymore now I want to like strictly be business I don't like to go to a show and be like oh great this guy's gonna be there or this guy right right yeah that's now fun with that drama yeah Mm -hmm. I just want to stick and move like that's yeah. how I always say stick exactly. and move. <laughs> Females, yes. I, we just need to stick and move, like use them for one day and go on and that's it. Okay. Yeah, go. I don't want to see you again. I don't want yeah. any connections. But I do want to date someone that there's like a referral for. Like someone referred you to me. Like I know there's like some type of background check. I need that, but I also just don't want you in my daily circle of life. That That's you know? how I've always, um, guys have gotten mad at me through the years, but that's kind of a smart way to be because- I've always liked to be friends with guys when I get in relationships too, because it's, you see how they're treating other people and then you see their pattern and it's crazy. So um, I totally applaud you. You're, you're like me, like in that essence where I, you, I'm just not going to date anybody. They come and talk to me or whatever. I got to see receipts. I got to know history. Mm -hmm. Oh yes. I've got to see your behavior, how you act with your family, with your friends or whatever, because that's just so much better. But I've had guys when I did tell them, look, I like to be friends first, then they get offended. And they get all like, and, and, and there's a lot of women that we just wow. want to like, watch for a second. Oh, watch yeah, how you, you act. Yeah, yeah, there's no rush. I rather save my, you know, time later that I'm going to waste. I want to save my time now and be like, okay, let me make sure I even want to deal with that. So right, right. Especially when you're in Los Angeles. Yeah, because there's a lot. Oh, of yes. People- coming and going from like all over the place. And True. Everything. And it's, it's just small. It's, it's a small town. Like now I won't even go on the dating apps. I used to do dating apps and now I'm like, I can't, I, I don't want people to see, Oh, she's back on here. You know, like they, people recognize you, you know, if you're on there for so many years, I think like, wow, female, a lot of us females don't really have to get on dating. It's kind of, we really don't, but you're right about, we don't have to get on those dating apps. Like the, the guys usually do come to me. It sounds conceited, but we don't have, it, it's, yeah. it's just what it is, you know, but. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I feel like with my hiatus during the pandemic, I kind of wasn't out and about and I got really weird until like I staying in, which that wasn't me. Back in the day, I would be out every single night meeting people and being like social. And now I just kind of hit this weird spot where I'm like, oh, I just want to watch TV and relax and do nothing with my cats and just have some wine where I wasn't like that before. So I'm trying to get back in it. I'm trying to get back. Oh, into oh I know thing. that. Fe- I know that feeling as I sitting here petting the cat. <laughs> right. And, and then you're looking forward to what's on Netflix or Hulu or Amazon like, and it's just so much better than to deal or go somewhere. Yeah, I I. I think we all, as women, uh, how old are you, may I ask? I don't like to use Well, let's just, let's just say. Um, are in, you still in your like, 20s? No, I'm in my 30s, but okay. I'm, oh. I mean, I should be 
changing diapers for my grandchildren right now is basically what I'm saying. Oh, okay. Yeah. For okay. A, a, I know the, I'm, I'm past that. The, the grandkids are probably like an elementary school and my, uh, <laughs> I, um, no, I'm thinking you're sorry. I'm thinking you're early twenties. Cause you do, we're, we're all Latina here and you look young, super young, but I oh, think you. I remember when I hit 30, well, no, first I got real horny. I got really, really horny. And that's when I was like, come in, leave, go, come in, leave. Yes. Like, and, but it was great. And I'm like, what are you doing here any longer? I think you need to go. Like, so I had that right when I hit 30, but then it turned into that. Oh, what's going to be on tonight? Oh, are we going to get a zip from Trader Joe's? That just, it just hit me. That is now where I'm at. It's like the weirdest thing. And I'm like, I could party. I would be the last person out partying all night, drinking all night, dancing all night. You're in your senorita uh, stage. Like, (laughs) (laughs) but it's, but it's kind of good because you did get that. um, I call it the, the, the puta slut mode of when you hit 30 for women, where you're like in out, get out bye. you know, yeah. And I, I think that's important for all women. I know women need to do it. I, some women are going to be like, you know, that you've got these people that are conservative, save for your husband. No, because then if you sit there and wait, you're going to be in trouble because it may not be good. And then you're stuck with him as your husband. You know what I'm saying? You know, like there's this push for marriage now. I don't know what the hell for, um, but, or, you know, we need to be married. (laughs) No, don't, you know, trust me, it's a mistake. But uh, yeah, we, I did have that. And then it goes to that. Like, I remember that stage of being happy and what's on TV and just minding your own, you know, being in your own space and only going out when there's some money involved. Mm-hmm. Oh you know yeah. Or opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. That's where, that's where it has to be. I totally, I totally get you. So you, um, you did to me an amazing set on kill Tony. I've never seen them so nice. Oh and my I, gosh, watched the podcast. I watched the podcast a lot and it was a pretty good set, but you were on there multiple times. Tell me about that experience. Um, well, the first time I don't even remember, it feels like a long time ago, but one was, what is it called? Ashy Larry. And then there was one was Jeff Ross was one of them. I saw the one with Jeff Ross and, oh, okay. I, and I was like, really like, um, cause that can be so hard and difficult because you're, you don't know if you're going to go up or it's very, it's scary. I mean, it's, you know, cause you know, you see, you see them roast people and be like, you need a quick comedy. You suck. You're terrible. They just, they don't hold back. And both times they were very nice to me and I'm very grateful for it. And it was so much fun. And now they're not in LA. So it sucks because I would love to do it because it's a fun experience. It's like a, Mm -hmm. it's, it's hard. People don't realize how hard it is to just do one minute. That's going to be like a good representation of you and like what, just to get their attention Yeah, because it's just hard to do. Um, but it's, it's a fun, it's fun to do, you know? Yeah, no. And then you did a pretty good, like you got everything. The one that I saw was with Jeff Ross and you did get everything in like, and I yeah, was I'll like, Oh, up for the Latinas. <laughs> I'm like, fine. Yeah. You rarely see women on there. You understand? It's, yeah. It's a men. They're all men. A lot of it's them, all men. And when you do see, men. when you do see a woman, you're like, Oh man, you're scared. But then to see like, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, some, you know what I mean? A, a person of color like that to, to get it right. And you did great. I just saw that one that, you know, that was great. You know, like I applaud you for that. I was like, wow, that was amazing. Yeah, Cause I just you. went looking and everything. So, um, have you toured or tell, tell us the experience now with comedy and all that. Have you toured? Have you any fun? Yeah, I've I've done an in um international tour. I did London twice. I went to Amsterdam. Wow. I just did a bunch of shows by myself. Um was my one I think it was like the first time I had been no, the second time I've been to London. So it was nice to enjoy being by myself in a different country and I mean everyone speaks English so that was easy, but it was like a different comedy scene in general. Their comedy is different. It was nice because I was there and they don't know. I mean, they could say Latinos, but they don't know Mexican people. Like they're like, right. you're Mexican. They're like in awe. They're like, who, what? This is crazy. <laughs> so it was fun because I'm like, 
had to explain like, okay, what a Mexican person is. And, you know, these jokes that explain the culture that they were. So it was really a different world. I didn't, you know, I grew up in Southern California. So I'm like, everyone knows Mexican people. So I really had a deep dive into my comedy and be very descriptive. So it was, it was really challenging, but fun. And I met a lot of good people. I loved it so much. I booked another tour. I went back to London um, and it, oh, yeah. Wow. So how is their comedy like different compared to America? Like, uh, just, a, a, well, just it's different sayings or it's different. Like they do have like, um, comedy festivals. Like, like they have fringe that, um, that's out there and it's more like one woman, one woman shows or like very theatrical, very, it's not like comedy is not just one, like, Hey, talking on a, it's not just one way. So it's you can not just stand show. up. Yeah. It's not just stand up. It could be just very like alternative and you could have a show of like five different versions of someone's type of stand up or different type of comedies. So it was interesting. You would watch a show and you're like, I feel like I'm watching theater. And the comedy was a little different, like very dry humor. And my humor is dry and I'm very self-deprecating. So that was really well received there. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was good. And everyone was really, really nice. I feel like a lot of times out here in LA, it's really kind of feels dark. Like, you know, you go and there's like, you know, it's always been a dark energy. Comedies, you know, it's you get competitive, competitive, mm-hmm. and, you know, a lot of it's from like, a dark place of like inner sadness and that kind of stuff that you put out there to make it funny so there's a lot of dark energy you know so going there wasn't like that everyone was pretty nice and out here it's 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 more like a struggle I think out there oh shoot my phone I thought I put it on um out there they're like oh everyone it's like a, a a hierarchy like a class system for comedians so people that could be like the most average Joe could be a working comedian and making a full-time living doing comedy. Like it's just a lot of people have, it, it's, there's more jobs there as a working class. Like out here, it's a lot different. You can't just do stand-up unless you're like, you know, uh, Ali Wong or Eliza Slashing or like you're doing like these huge stadiums. So here you got to be doing a lot of stuff. You got to be producing your own stuff. You need to be doing acting and podcasting and you're doing everything there you're like oh no I'm a comedian you can have no one knows who you are but you're like making money it's not like that here wow I heard though like um because you know we have SAG and the I heard for the actors it's different too the acting in um England is different like it goes by a hierarchy too like you're like you become an actor you get a job we're here like in the u.s it's a process to get in the sag it's not they're not just going to let anybody in you've got to go about a certain way and then you've got to get your agent and managers but i've heard that about uh the system but here you do have to all right so did you meet any um english comedians that wanted to go american or you know didn't and well, I like, think a lot of them do, they wanted to like come out here eventually to like do it. But I think most people that I met were like happy where they were at. Wow. They just, you know, and I even thought like, do I need to move to London? Like, I just loved the energy. I love that just by going on a subway stop. It's like New York. London's like New York. So it felt yeah. that high paced energy. Right, but how the, was the food? Uh, it wasn't <laughs> bad. It wasn't, wasn't bad. No, it wasn't bad because you know what? I think they have so much like um, so many immigrants in London. Uh-huh. So you got Indian food and you got like all these different types of food that are surrounding London internationally. Like I would get food at like street markets and be getting like a, you know, just different food from the like Italian food, like pasta. And it was Oh, so it was then great. it was like pure Italian. It's like good food they have good yeah they have like a bunch of different like immigrants it's like LA you got all these like you know good Ethiopian food you got you know all that and it's they have their own circle of you know immigrants that are there if I would say actually like English food is good I wouldn't think like the fish and chips or like whatever their English Mm -hmm. breakfast like their actual food that they you know that's English I 
It's not my favorite. But mm. I like the all the immigrants food around, like the right, Indian right. food is so good. So oh, that's neat. Yeah, so I see what you're saying because it it just going over there. They don't have to like have this constant struggle, this hustle. Like it's not like that. Yeah, it's like an actual just you're just doing your job. You're clocking in, you're clocking out. People, I think what it is is I think um, I don't know if people just don't value comedians. Like I think they're like the least on in in just socially like you got actors and this and this and this it's like comedians are not a lot of times people ask you to work for free they don't really respect your time you're not treated and that's why for me I think we don't have a union you know to protect our labor laws or you know and everyone wants to just hustling 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 so because we're all everyone's fighting for spots and everyone's gonna work for free unless you're like a famous comedian you're not really getting that much money so I think it's hard to so unless you love it and you're like oh my gosh this is like it's the best thing that I can never do like for me I would never do anything else like stand-up is the base of like I could I'm gonna do it forever you know you're gonna do it forever Oh, it's the Love the it. best one of the best things that ever happened to me because it made me be able to like speak up, speak up not only for myself but for other people and to you know in I know in my family and and my like culture of like my Mexican heritage, you know, women we don't we grew up not talking about like personal issues we don't tell right. people our business we everything yeah. we we're made to look like we're perfect we, yep. we're good we're a happy family we don't talk about this person molesting this person we don't talk about this like it's 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 weird and you grew up like thinking like I think so-and-so was doing this but I can't and I can't say anything and my mom doesn't want me talking about that and so as soon as I started doing stand-up I was like oh no that this is what got me into the trouble in the first place was not talking about my personal life so me not talking about my personal life I could have saved myself from a lot of stuff that I went through so I like dated a gay guy for five years but I think he was yeah so that set you did was a real like everything I talk about is real so nothing is not yeah everything is real so um, that happened to me and it was a sexless relationship. He it w- could care less about my boobs. Could, I was in my prime when I was dating him. Mm. Could care less about how I, it just seemed, so it was odd. And I know there was always excuses, you know, about like testosterone or this or that. And I was just like, so I felt bad for him. Mm-hmm. So I didn't talk about it. So I, for five years, never told one person any of the issues that I had. And I, I told myself, well, I'm just going to accept this because I love him and I'm not going to not be with this. But like, and I also didn't have a lot of experience before him. So mm-hmm. I thought I'm going to get married and I'm going to be with this person and maybe we don't have sex, but I like, he's really nice and cute and he's funny. And then I found out, oh, he has a double life. And this is... I, but if I would have told one friend, they would be like, this, something is off. Like, that's not right. normal. So when I started doing stand up, and I, and I wasn't even talking about him, because I, it was actually maybe a year or two after I dated him, uh-huh. I dated some other guys. And after this, I was like, I am not shutting my mouth. Like, if I have, if something's going on, I'm asking my friends, I'm talking to other women, like women need to talk to women, you know, we yeah. need to like tell each other that you know, Hey, this is not normal. This is not like, you know, so we can be on each other's team and we could like share these things that we don't talk about growing up. Like when I grew up, no one told me about sex. No one told me about, I didn't know how to have sex. I thought it was cuddly naked. So in my, I just feel like it's nice to like be able to go on stage and talk about a situation that I just went through and then also maybe someone in the audience could be like, oh, shit, that happened to me. And I was embarrassed about it. I'd be like, no, let's just we can laugh about it. Like, let's laugh. Yeah. And it's a joke. And let's laugh and learn. And let you know, and yeah. let's talk some shit about it. Like, there's yeah. nothing wrong with talking so, some shit. Did, did you find him on Grindr or like, like, was he <laughs> did you catch his Grindr profile or how did you how did you it come out that I'm sorry for like fixated on this question, but um how did it finally come out that he was gay? 
Well, this is a thing. It never actually come out that he was like, it's something that I think he was gay. He worked in the bars. The, he worked at gay nightclubs the entire time that I, I've known him. And oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I never was like, that wasn't weird to me. I was always thought, like, I love that he's just confident and he's like Mm -hmm. such a cool, like, open person. But there was a lot of weird moments. Like, he would go, he lived in New York before he lived here. And um, he'd be like, I'm going to New York. And then I would see him on Facebook and there would be these pictures from like a sex party and he's wearing a choker and like he's some guys holding it. And I'm like, I get it if that's work because I've worked in nightclubs and bottle service myself. So I've worked sex part. I've worked some crazy jobs myself. So I thought, Oh, he's like me where we kind of have the same lives. Like it's, you know, so I always thought he was just super cool and chill. Uh I was like, that's, (laughs) and he was beautiful. He was a beautiful man. So I was just like, damn, this hot guy is so cute, you know? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and so I but there were so many signs I I I I mean I can't even I don't even know how to even explain now I don't even I mean I can't even think about it now but um he would tell me about his friends and he'd be like my friend and be also just like so excited about it like one of his friends this guy bought him a house and he was like yeah he bought him a house like, can you believe it and I was and like another oh. guy buying another guy a house yeah, like an old guy buying a young hot guy a house. His friend was a young hot guy, and then I guess apparently um, he was. They were at a party, and someone walked in, and the gay, the guy was like fucking him in the butt, and he was like, "Yeah." So he's like fucking this guy, and he bought him a house. But he was always like so excited, so excited. And then um, he used to work at a bar um, at a nice restaurant in Hollywood. And then after we broke up, and he used to work there, and I was like, "Oh, I hope he's not working here." I talked to the maitre d. I go, oh, yeah, my ex-boyfriend used to work here. Does he still work here? Because I'm going to have a drink at the bar. And he goes, who's your boyfriend? I told him. He goes, oh, him? <laughs> he was like, mm. he's like, you know, he's gay for pay, right? Or gay. And I was like, what? And I was like, because I think he was, he was so, he like an actor, he was an actor. But like, he would probably like, he always was hanging out gay casting directors, always like trying to get an opportunity. So one of those, yeah. But he was like very macho, very like the, the biggest person in his town, small town. I don't think he could ever accept it. Like not, he he maybe has a second like under thing going on, but he would never accept to come out. And maybe it's something like he thinks like, well, I'm doing it for this. I'm doing it for this. But I will tell you since the day that I met him, we had no sexual, um, there was no intimacy. Like we didn't like the first time we hooked up, it was like, oh my gosh, he was so into me. It, we never had that. It was, it was weird. It was, so it makes sense. Like after I, we ended it and I started dating like a bunch of different people I was like oh this is this guy wasn't attracted to me and maybe he is maybe he's I mean there's a spectrum you could be bisexual and I'm totally like I I, you know I I you know I've explored myself so it's not like I think that there is a spectrum so if he liked both men and women but maybe he just didn't like me I don't know but we were together for five years and um and later when I found out that he had been cheating on me it was like Oh, he was cheating with this girl who looked like a bodybuilder in the bathroom at the gay nightclub. Like weird. Like I heard about that stuff. So I was like, I think it's fighting, uh-huh. fighting. I know I'm, tell- right, I'm telling you too much. <laughs> oh no, no, no. I just, I love the story. Uh, I'm sorry you went through it. Um, that's just crazy. Well, I feel more bad that like, you know, there's all obviously like he never did anything bad to me in the sense where he was, right, right, he was right. nice to me. He was a nice guy to me. He did cheat on me with many, many people and he had a double life. And I do think there's like some weird things going on for him, but he's struggling on his own shit. I, I, I noticed in LA though, what you're talking about, there's a lot of guys, it's like stereotypical. Like it's a guy to be an actor and they do have like these by attendant. I saw a lot of that when I lived in Los Angeles with guys and they sort of were, I saw a lot of that, like um, mm-hmm. more and more. And they always came from like, they were, they were this, a big fish in their little town. And then they come to LA. And uh, even though I'm not originally from LA, I, I observed this because uh, I would see, you know, a lot of people come in and they were sort of like sharks or out for themselves too. 
Yeah, it's the I worst. LA is the worst place to date in general because it is that a lot of social climbers. Who's gonna help yeah. me? Who's like and also what's here and all about social media? Even even though I have a big social media, a decent size following. Another thing that I thought was kind of like sometimes they're too much about like uh, the people in social media. Definitely. Yeah. 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 It's not, it's, it's weird. I mean, at this point I want, I would like to date someone that's not in the entertainment business is kind of where I'm at. The last guy that I dated, even though, and then let's just say this, this is the sad part is I have dated so much that and let's just say that relationship with the guy with the double life was probably my most stable relationship that I had yeah. that most like normal because it was fake. It was like, also like, also I, there was something wrong with me. So it's not just him. I obviously was like, well, if you're, you're in a relationship though, and you, you have a guy and it's not sexual, that's your confident. you get to talk to him every day as woman. It's something, a relationship like that, where we can open up and talk to somebody sometimes that's comforting. So I don't see, yeah. not, you know, I could totally get it where you were with them for that period of time. You had like a partner, you had a partner of the opposite sex, you're a heterosexual woman, and you enjoy that time being. So we're humans. We crave, we crave mm-hmm. just being in a relationship, no matter, you know, and then in LA is a different vessel. I feel like, uh, Men in general should stick and move to their about 35, but I think like in LA and New York, they have to force settle down because it's a different ball game in those two cities. Oh yeah. I mean, men out here are like in their fifties yeah. trying to date like 20 year olds and like not yeah. even thinking about settling down. Yeah. So yeah. well, they, when they get to that point, it's a lost cause. Some of those men, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Or they get they, married once they like think that that's it for them. And they're like, okay, I'm not going to, if I get, this is the last chance. I'm just going to snag that 20 year old. I think that's when they, they yeah. settle down. Yeah. Now. Sometimes they'll settle like the older, you know, when they get older, but I have seen it where like men have not um, in LA. I've seen this when I lived in LA, like guys didn't hit that window when they should have sat down, settled down. And then, you know, it's, they're paying for pussy. That's all they can do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I tell them like, you're just going to have to pay for pussy. Like that's, that's just what happened. You, you know, say they want to dog us. And like, it's not dogging. You know, if you're getting a younger girl, you're going to have to shell out. You know what I'm saying? So, but in other cities, yeah. it's like totally like they're at 27, 28 years old with a family of two already. And in a house. It's crazy. With a mortgage. But then I, I do yeah. feel like I would have been there too thinking but that's not what I really I don't even envision myself doing that anymore like I think in that relationship and other past relationships there was moments where like okay this is what I want but I think it's maybe society and just general like that's what we're told to do so we're like we have to that's what's gonna we're gonna be happy when we do this and we're accomplished when we do this but I tell you as soon as I got out of that relationship I realized whoa this was not my person. I just had no experience. I never dated. This was the next guy I dated after him. I was like, mind blown because I'm like, and I think when you're young and you don't date, you're just, you kind of miss out on the opportunities of like learning who you are, learning what you like, learning about yourself. So now, I mean, now I've been single for so long. And Mm -hmm. I do think because I'm so in my own ways, I'm I'm at the point where you really need to be added to my life so much that I can <laughs> give you the time of day because now I'm I'm I've probably gone too long with being single because now I like my life I like it the way it is I like I got three cats <laughs> FYI oh, um, yeah. I do whatever <laughs> I want I love to travel I love to you know so it's I'm out doing stand up every night now like it's just I'm so what happy. Clubs- have you been um, working at so far? Okay, what well, I just did. And what clubs do you enjoy working at in the in your area? Um, well, you heard I me, just, right? Could you hear me? Yeah, Sorry, yeah. It was a little fuzzy. Too. I was a little um, technical, but 
Um, well, I just did like the Laugh Factory um, in Long Beach, which is amazing. I think there they have this huge Latin community. So that's always nice. So you uh -huh. have that. Um, but out here, I mean, like the improv in Hollywood, there's a lot. The scenes out here, it's crazy. Like, you know, people that don't live here, they don't know the pockets that we have. Like everything's pretty far from each other. So we got the Hollywood oh, yeah. West Hollywood with all the comedy clubs that are incredible. The West Side Comedy Club, I love. That's a comedy club in Santa Monica, which is so cool. Um, and then there's the Ice House in Pasadena, which is, again, one of my favorite clubs. And um, But there's a lot of indie comedy, little like, like hole-in-the-wall theaters, a lot of like, you know, fun, especially with the pandemic, there's a lot of outdoor comedy too. So oh, they're still doing outdoor comedy? There's still, still comedy, yeah, it's still happening. Wow. There's like big shows. I know there's a, yeah, it's become a thing now. Everyone like loves the atmosphere of like, okay, now we're in this huge parking lot. There's all these huge comedians performing, outdoor drinking. You get, you know, now that it's summer, it's like, you know, people want to be out. Oh, well, so, LA, like LA knows how to like have a party outside though. Like mm -hmm. LA does. And then especially like the sports game and everything, there's nothing like it. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I the weather's nice. Yeah, it's nice over here right now, but we've had, we went through a, that smog from Canada. I don't know if you've heard of what, um, there's like all these fires in Canada and it just got ugly. For oh, a wow. Yeah, but it, yeah, I didn't it's, know that. yeah, and it affected the, the air and the air quality is kind of crappy, but now it's summertime. It's nice, but it's not, there's nothing like LA when, when there's like events or stuff outside and the food and the people oh, yeah. and everything. The weather yeah. though has gotten bad too here though. I mean, we are now just getting sun, uh -huh. but I don't know with like global warming. It has been so cold and so gloomy. It, Ooh, it feels it's cold? like it, not right now. Like it finally got hot, but uh -huh. it has, it felt like you're in Seattle. Like it feels like gloomy skies it's like never been like that before but so the no. weather has changed but now to like recently the weather got good again so um, i'm excited gloomy. about that i was like damn yeah. then it then it really is change no i remember before i left in 2019 it was like halloween time and it was like over 100 degrees in la it was like miserable oh man i was yeah, yeah. and i was like it was disgusting and i was like i need a change and then i just i decided to move to New York, made this long trek of a move, and and I wow. asked myself, <laughs> "No, that I love sounds... it. I love it." Though ultimately, I would love to be by coastal. Like I would love to be able to go to oh, both. Yeah. Have you traveled to New York yet? I have. Yeah. What I did have, you think of the so New York? Long, though. Oh, okay. What did you think? Tell me. Be honest. I won't get offended at all because. Oh, <laughs> what I did mean, you think of the New York comedy scene compared to LA? I think it's amazing. I love that. I mean, that's the thing, you know, out there, you could be going around doing like five shows a night, going on that little, you know, the, the subway and hitting up all these places. Like, it's just a different high pace energy. The comedy yeah. club, I, it's, I mean, I think it's, it's definitely different. Mm -hmm. It's a different vibe. I like it. I like the, uh, the New York vibe. Yeah. Everybody says, cause they can move around so quickly. I'm like, I, I, I've heard people say, go to New York if you really want to work on your comedy, because you're not, you know what I mean? I think you can get more stage time and you're going to get like really good by, I mean, I've heard that. Yeah. You know? Well, I could see it. I could see it. The, definitely the audience in Manhattan, it seems difficult to me um, hmm. from what I've seen from shows that I've gone to. And I'm looking at, I'm like, the comic's pretty good, but the audience is like kind of like stiff or dull you know you've got these okay people sit we're in LA 
You there? Oh yes, I'm here. Yeah. If oh I, like, my God. What, sorry, we had. A, I never have technical difficulties, so I'm like, hopefully, I didn't lose anything. Oh gosh. Um, hopefully, I didn't lose any of that. We're back on again. I have to have my editor look at that. Um, yeah, I know it's different. It's just weird. I feel like in New York versus um, when I was in LA. You know what it was? Is I loved the comedy store. I loved it so much oh, yeah. going there mm-hmm. as a as a as a patron. I, I enjoyed going there because I would see all the different variety of people. And now, um, you know, now I'm looking ahead of time at different shows. Like, who am I going to go to? Who do I know? Who have I seen already? Who do I care to see again? Because sometimes you don't want to see the same comedian over and over again. You're going to hear the whole same mm-hmm. sad. So tell yeah. us tell us about your uh, podcast. Oh, yeah. It's called um, Lorraine Lopez Loves. And mm-hmm. I interview comedians about their love life. Uh, how it informs their comedy and it's kind of like this whole like we cry you laugh so it's a lot of like dating stories and like just a lot of storytelling a lot of funny just hanging out with friends and like um I don't know just getting personal I like to get personal with people about stuff open up a lot of times when I do my podcast I'm like oh my god did I why did I say that is this too much (laughs) um it's it's scary and I think like my mom will be like I just started to listen to your pod I'm like don't listen to my podcast right isn't that with family you're like don't listen you don't don't, I'm talking about you I'm talking about what you guys did to me (laughs) I just but it it is a lot of that I just a very you know like talking to my best friends and just what we would talk to each other about give each other advice um kind of like that and it's interesting with comics because you know for you, the dating life of a comedian is hard. So if yeah. someone's married, if someone's in a relationship, it's like hard. You're out every night. You're always traveling. Um, it's rough to find someone, especially as a woman, to find someone that's going to be confident and be like, oh, cool. You're out every night hanging out with dudes or, you know, you're talking about everything about our lives on stage. So a lot of people don't like that. Yeah. So it's hard to date a comedian. So I like to talk to women that are comedians a lot because I want to know what what are you going through? <laughs> What's going on? And how you? are you doing? How are you going through this? Like that? Uh, yeah, because it's it's just it. it... Mm-hmm. It's kind of I. Uh... about the female comic versus the male comic like you okay i think you said there's chuckle fuckers for the the men you there oh yes the men they get get the women the women love i mean i i get it a guy that's funny or just like it doesn't matter how they look the confidence that they're on stage, you're just like, oh my God, women go nuts over male comedians, but female comedians, like I do get guys messaging me after the show and stuff here and there, but it's not the same. I don't think like, I I really don't think men like funny women. I think there's something about, I don't know what it is. I just yeah, don't know they, like, they kind of, they just want us to sit there, be pretty, be an Instagram model. And that's about it. Like that's what they, and and then men want, I feel like sometimes men want women that don't even talk. Exactly. You need to laugh at their jokes. Yeah. You you need to, they need to be the center of attention. They need to be funny. They need to be out, you know, like the ones. Yeah. 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 So it's not, yeah. So it's not good for me. It's not equal. Yeah. No, I, I see that a lot because I've seen, um, you know, I've seen some really good female comics. And I've seen some bad female comics. Mm-hmm. And when I've seen the bad female comics, the one thing I can only think of is who the hell is she fucking to be getting that set right now? Cause she's terrible. Yeah. You know what I'm <laughs> saying? So like, but I, you know, I've seen some really good female comics and, and they're not getting stage time. They're not, you know, they're not performing. And then you'll, and then I'll see somebody else and I'll be like, how is this possible? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I think every, um, Every uh, comedy club has that, that, uh, 
female comic that's just been through the ringer with everybody. Yeah. <laughs> but she's getting stage time. It's the unfortunate truth. I've seen it because I've been like, how the hell? What? Again? Yeah. But I've seen some people that I'm like, wow, this is because I saw like a show and I saw somebody that wasn't the winner and the, the female didn't want. And I'm like, wait a minute. She got robbed. She got mm-hmm. and it was a man that wanted it, though. Um, but it's just it's unfortunate thing that interesting. I, I mean, I haven't met anyone that I've been like, oh, she's that girl. Um, but I, 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 because I'm watching and I'm like a, a lover of comedy and I'm watching and I will, there's times I have w- witnessed women that are absolutely amazing, that are performing great, that are, they're getting all the laughs and everything. And then they're just not getting the, you know, the attention. Mm. Like, well, I'll tell you this, what I've noticed and you know when people want to book you on stuff and they book you in their shows because maybe they want to like date you or hook up with you I've had that and when you reject that and that's not a possibility then sometimes they just won't ever book you again so Mm -hmm. I've dealt with a lot of that so if you are not going to be there to hang out after the show and flirt and do that they might just be like oh cool let's just try to get another hot comic girl like in here I've seen that I actually went on, I was going to Arizona to do a tour and I had an experience with a guy who was booking it. And I think he wasn't getting the attention that he wanted. And all of a sudden he goes, oh, I'm not putting you up tonight. And I'm like, I came all the way out here to perform. And all of a sudden you decide you're not putting me up. So I've had some really messed up situations. And that's where I realized, you know, I don't ever want to make it in that I don't want to be in that situation where you think this is a this is a business this is I'm here to do what I love to do and it's not about you and like I'm nice and I'm friendly and stuff but I don't ever want it to get like blurred lines of like oh you think that this might be a thing no this is a business I want to be cool let's be friends so I never even try to put that energy out there I'm trying to be like that's good yeah no that's how it has to be it does have to be a business and it is about getting Mm -hmm. your work and it is about but you know what I've had to do in the past though, or whatever, if a girlfriend of mine taught me this, the fake boyfriend. Yeah. Like it, let, boyfriend. You, you already know, like women act like you got this boyfriend. It's a fake boyfriend and always act like you have it. So that way, and it's unfortunate that we can't be honest and be like, we're just, I'm single and just enjoy yourself that the guys have to be that petty to. Well, uh, now I have to say that because since my comedy really is very honest and truthful uh-huh. with my life. That I mean, a lot, most people know, like, oh, this girl is, you know, she needs to get laid, or this girl. <laughs> like, I can go up, and <laughs> I'm like, I so they know my life, so they're like, okay, um, she's an open book, but I, I <laughs> so it's hard to to pretend I have a boyfriend. I'm like, oh, that was all fake, but yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. So I do say I'm just not interested and I'm not, not interested. Oh, in you're flat. Comedians. You're straight to the point. I'm not, I, not a- I'm just not, I tell them, I'm like, I'm not dating comedians. I'm not interested in, I just say I'm not interested in dating and which is not, I mean, that is a lie because I'm open to like, I'm open, but not to them. I got, I, say, I got another one that you can come back at them with. Okay. I'm into pegging. Tell them you're into pegging. I'm into pegging. So, okay. <laughs> so, say, if you like to get pegged, if you want to get down, I got a strap on right on the back. You want to? Come on, let's go. Like that. Watch. Okay. I'll yeah. Try but then that again, one. but then again, you're going to get, a, you might get some like surprisingly with that one. You well, might. I live in West Hollywood. So I'm, I, oh, I'm yeah, a yeah. lot of, it might yeah. be okay for a lot of yeah. the men out here. But um, so. no, I've, I've used that one um, before to be like, oh, wow. <laughs> when somebody came up to me and, um, this was in Miami. Some guy came up. Oh, what are you about? What are you into? Whatever. I go, I like to peg. And I just said it like <laughs> that. And and then uh, I was with my PR lady and she goes, yeah, she really does. And so he, the guy wouldn't leave alone. I go, no, I'm a very dominant woman. I'm into pegging. You know what pegging is? And they're like, no. they go, are you for real? Are you? Tr-? And the guy didn't believe like, and I kept the serious face. Mm-hmm. So did you finally get the hint? then he just left alone he was like oh, oh okay. this. she's she's a freak <laughs> you get what I'm saying but yeah but if, if they get that bad then don't be you know what I'm saying yeah oh my <laughs> and then God. when they're like and then then what you're gonna say the wrong guy's gonna show up and be like oh I'm right 
Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm also very like, I don't know what it is. So when I perform, it's like a different, you know, when they say like a alter ego or something. Right, or, right. Because I'm generally very, I'm an introvert. I uh-huh. like to be out, but I'm an introvert. I don't need to be like the life of the party. I'm not like, hey, but when you're on stage, it's different. You're like, you know, you look like you might be. Right. So when I'm out in public, I can't, I can't be fake. So if uh, I'm not interested and if I just really don't want to engage, I'm just not, you're, yeah, you're not yeah, going to yeah. get much from me. So I, I feel like they can read that. And I'm not also like, I'm just very like, okay, I'm going to just walk away. Like, I don't, you're authentic. I don't know. Yeah. I, it's hard. I can't, I, I can't, you know, but I'm, still, I'm, I'm polite. I'm so polite, yeah. but I also just don't want to waste your time or my time. Yeah. I'd rather sit by myself with a cocktail and just look around and watch people, you know? So yeah. it's a shame how women, we can't just like work and be like, like just be focused and work. We have to like deal with stuff like this. Like, you, you know what I'm saying? You just want to get on stage. You just want to perform. That's it. So simple. But then somebody's going to like, you know, get in the way of that because they have an agenda or interior motive. Isn't it just uh, this? Yeah. You don't hear guys complain about this. Yeah, guys don't. They, oh, no. Imagine them in their world. If they had a work, they would not, they would like, oh my God. Like if they were dealing with a female booker or something and she was trying them too much. They're like, okay, I'm going to hook up with her and get a spot. Yeah. Yeah. They'll be like, you know, let, let's go to Karen, the cougar. Like, you know, she, she wants a, a round with you, you know, do you think male comics could handle like the sexual abuse uh, of uh, the shit we go through? Not for a day, like, not for a no. day. Yeah. Cause it's just, that's the unfortunate thing about being a woman is, you know, um, you just are trying to show up to work, to do your thing and to perform. And then somebody else is got another agenda another interior motive and like you just your your demands are simple yeah support yourself so anything else that you have going on like for the future things you want to do like you want to go into acting you want to like uh tell me well I think for me I mean I was doing acting before I started doing comedy so that I don't think that was like my thing. I like having my own voice and like expressing myself. But I think with the podcasting as well has been a huge thing for me where I would like to get into more TV hosting mm-hmm. in that direction is where I'm like kind of where my journey I think is going to take me. And um, so because the podcast and I love the podcast and it's one of my favorite things I've ever done with yeah. the stand up, both of those together. And I think just moving in that direction and, you know. Yeah. So it's, it's great with the podcast because you have freedom to be who you are and do what you do and pick the subject that you want to. Exactly. And I think too, because of the, when you're on a standup, that's like a, it's still you, but it's like not completely just, it's more than you a little bit. It's a little right. extra, like, so I think with the podcast, you know, because I am very introvert and I'm very, very shy. Like when I was a kid, I was a mute. Like I didn't speak. I was very like, I had to go to special classes to get me to talk because I mm-hmm. couldn't. So I have a very weird social anxiety when I'm out talking to a lot of people. So when I'm one-on-one, when I'm in an intimate setting and I have a bunch of best friends, I can open up. And when I talk to people and I have them on my podcast, it's like this really fun thing that like you wouldn't get from me if you met me randomly or if you saw me after I've had this before I can go on stage and do really well and like be funny and then feel like I'm charming or people think that you know I get off stage and there could be like a little disappointed like oh she's not funny in real life or she's she's very quiet she's very tame and I'm like but you know people don't understand like a lot of that stage time is a lot of energy. So when yeah. I decompress, like a lot of time, I'm just kind of like, I just want to like, I just want to chill and sit. And I, you know, I want to just vibe. I don't have to talk a lot. I can just be like watching and hanging out, but I don't have to be the one talking and being all crazy. But a lot of people don't get that. So when I have the podcast is when I really feel like people started to know who I was, like, right. this is who I am. And like, these are the things that I believe in and love and, you know, enjoy. And I want people on that I love, you know what I mean? So there's it's been able to, for me to open up, you know? Right. Yeah. It's been and it's, fun. 
It's great. Yeah. Cause you, you're, you've got total control of your thing. Love it. And that's yeah. what I realized is I don't, I don't want to, it's hard for me. I don't want a boss. I want to be my own boss. Mm-hmm. I do. I want the control. I want to, do, I, that's, I, I don't think that I could with the acting stuff is like, I just, it's yeah, the acting is they, they, uh, cause I got my SAG card basically cause just for insurance purposes. And, um, and I don't like that they, the whole time I was in LA, they would always put me in the same parts of like a Mexican immigrant running for yeah. the border, like oh my gosh. A, poor, ah. a struggling mom, barely like it was always something, a maid, they yep. would stereotype, but they would never put like, and again, it's somebody else, somebody writing a script, somebody doing something else, putting you where they want, think you look like. And it's like exactly. almost, ins- almost insulting. It like, just gets, it, it's, it's old. And it's like all this yeah. time. And I, you know, traveling in different like states in this country, I've been out and I've had so many people be like, you're Mexican, but you're <laughs> not like they, and it, it's just like, they don't know. Cause they only know a cartoon character of what a Mexican person is or a Latino person is. Right. So for me, that's one of the biggest things is, and I just had a conversation with my best friend last night about it because I get really now triggered because I just want to be me. Like, yes, we could be Latino and yes, we're normal people. Like we're not a cartoon right. character. And I just, you know, I hate that because with acting, that is the exact same thing. You're getting the same, you have to be the sexy, la, 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 like, and I'm not, I'm not that I'm quirky. I'm a quirky Mexican American. Um, you know, my mom was born in Mexico and it, you know, I, I'm not, my family is Mexican, but people are like, Oh, you're not Mexican enough. My, like that's So I get it from so many different angles. So it's yep. something that I want to talk about and build like, because I, I know a lot of people, a lot of other Mexican and Latino comedians. And it's like, you don't want to be put, oh, you could only do Latino rooms. Like, no, you could do Latino rooms, but like, you can also book us in regular rooms too. So right. you don't want to get pigeonholed, but like, they, but, like, do, they separate, do separate, you know, there's Oh, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Now, right. That's what I, that's why I, my basis of making this podcast and what I wanted to branch out is to combine them two, because I have been to shows and, you know, that you, you, I notice it's it's okay for somebody of a different ethnicity to talk about their culture, you know what I'm saying? But then when we we have to be careful and we can't be pitched, you know, that's I've noticed. Oh, yeah. That. Yeah. Or and if you talk about your I've gotten this a lot in like indie comedy rooms where you talk make a joke about your Mexican culture or something and they're like very offended by it. Uh, and it's like this is a thing that is actually a real thing that's happening right now in my family. And that's mm-hmm. really what happened. Like, so a lot of people don't understand it becomes very confusing for people because they only know well, like now it's like, that's wrong. You can't talk about that, but you're like, well, why can't I talk? You also don't want to erase the culture. So right. it's like, why? So there's so many things about it. So I think it's important. So it's amazing that you are having like Latinos on your podcast because I I'm think trying, I'm trying to book different. I'm trying because sometimes they, <laughs> thank, goodness, thank goodness for Stephanie Tejada. Um, I have to say, because um, she's really, I, I can see her doing a lot with herself because she's doing with a skip, but she, she referred a ton of people to me. Um, I was trying That's to reach awesome. different demographics with different comics and get a variety of people throughout the country, but it just was not happening. I even had mm-hmm. a comic that didn't know how to turn on their webcam. And I'm oh like, my gosh. yeah, I'm like, what do you don't know how to turn on your webcam? <laughs> and they're like, I'll send you merch. And I'm like, I'm good. Like, yeah. like what's your merch oh, no. going to do for me? Yeah. So, That's but uh, yeah, no, I'm trying to show like a variety and give, give back to my community, you know, community. I am Cuban and Puerto Rican, um, Mexican by injection. Um, <laughs> but I'm trying to basically, you know, cause I feel like when I lived in LA, the people that opened up the doors for me was the Mexican community. And, mm-hmm. you know, that's who was comforting to me. So I feel like we should all band together to help each other, you know, out. Oh, yeah. the, the economic, it's you a know, great community. The- it's a great community. It really yeah. is. So. Right. Right. And we should try helping each other. And I know like cultural wise, some stuff is different. Like the Caribbean Spanish is different and words are different, but 
you know, we should all somehow come together. And a lot of things you're expressing, John Leguizamo is always talking about, um, you know, why can't we, why can't you just play a quirky female? You get what I'm saying? Like, why does yeah. it have to be, you have to be this, you know, you know, character that they see because it's, it's oftentimes something they fetishize. You yeah. Know? And that's why, you know, with, you know, it's a continuation of like having a lot of even racism because it's like, you think you're, you're basically making it look like you're not even a human, like you're not human. You're so different to this, but like, yeah, there is so many different versions of Latinos and culture and society and families are different. Like people don't understand. Um, so yeah. So when it's just like, just one thing, like I get it. There's, I, I want, I like, there just has to be a diverse, you show a diverse diversity in it. We're not just all the same. We're not all the same character, you know? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Well, thank you so much for coming on Sunday Funday. Could you please tell everybody where they can follow you at? Oh, yes. You can follow me on Instagram. Um, My Instagram is Lorraine Lopez comedy. And then I have my podcast. It's called Lorraine Lopez loves. And you can listen to that on all podcast platforms. You can watch it on YouTube. And um, I also am now doing a a monthly comedy show at um, the Formosa Cafe, which is this like Hollywood um, legendary bar that will be doing it like the third, the second week, the second Wednesday of every week. So if you're in town in LA, you can look at my Instagram. I will always be posting it. It's a show that will be continuing. So that will be fun to check out. So. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on Sunday Funday. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. It's been so fun.